3: Hi everyone and welcome to another episode of the official Eurovision podcast live from Turin here on Rehearsal Week. Regular listeners, you will know that I'm not Steve Holden. I'm Rob Lilly, and I'll tell you a little bit more about who I am in a second. But today's podcast is not about me. Today's episode is about more of the brilliant class of 2022.
1: This is the official Eurovision Song Contest podcast from Turin.
3: We start with Lumix and Pierre Maria from Austria. And it sounds like Lumix is offering his services as a tour guide for anyone coming to Turin.
4: Yeah, I actually lived in Torino for a few months and I feel super
3: comfortable there. I have a lot of friends there. I know
4: good spots, you know, bars, club, restaurants, everything. If you need anything, hit me up.
3: We catch up with Jeremy from Belgium and it's safe to say he's excited about one element of the stage in particular.
5: I want like to to go in this water and like to to sing also like <laughs> I don't know but that's that's awesome seriously this
3: this this year like we have like special things. Could Sweden's Cornelia Jacobs soon be duetting with her hairdresser?
6: He is amazing, and I like every time I'm there, I'm trying to push him like not push, but you know like um, encourage him to like you should you know that you should uh, you should uh, like uh, record something because he's. Uh, he got his like super amazing voice.
3: And it's safe to say that Urz from Romania is enjoying himself. See you, see you here. Touring is great.
1: I'm so happy about what's happening. <laughs> Subscribe to us wherever you get your podcasts.
3: So hello everybody and welcome to episode 7 of the official Eurovision podcast. It's brilliant to have you with us yet again for another episode and it is of course midweek in rehearsal week. So we'll be going to the arena very, very shortly. But I did promise you a little bit more about who I am and I'll tell you why it sounds quite so busy where I am in a moment. But I'm Rob Lilly. I am a Eurovision podcaster, huge fan of the contest, and I'm just keeping the seat warm for Steve today. He'll be back very shortly and you'll hear from him very, very soon. And as for why it's so busy, I thought I'd take the podcast on the road for the start of the episode today. I'm outside the Porta Nuova railway station. It's in the heart of Turin. This is the biggest railway station in the city, the third busiest railway station, so I am told, in Italy. And that is why there is a lot of hustle and bustle going on around me at the moment. As you come out of the doors of the station, you are confronted with the eurovision flags of course which is great for any visitor who is heading here for the contest over the next few days and the next few weeks and it was by train that the first of today's eurovision 2022 artists arrived i'm talking about lumix and pia maria they are this year's entry from austria now austria of course a very mixed history when it comes to the eurovision song contest but over the last decade, a couple of high points, of course. Caesar Sampson finishing third in Tel Aviv. And then, before that, we couldn't forget, of course, Conchita winning the contest for Austria in 2014. And a victory which gave Austria a very unusual, but a very good Eurovision record. They had the longest wait between victories. They won the contest in 1966 and 2014, of course. But let's get to this year's Austrian entry here at Eurovision 2022. And here's what happened when they caught up with Steve earlier on.
7: So from Austria, we have Lumix and Pia Maria. Your song Halo is probably, I would say, the most high energy of all the entries this year. It probably has the highest BPM, doesn't it? Don't you think?
4: I think so. I haven't heard one over the 150 BPM mark, so we should be. Do you
7: have it in your head all the time? Yeah.
4: (laughs) You know, there is um, this curse when you produce a song that uh, you already listen to it so many times before it actually gets out that when it's out, you're like super annoyed by it because you already heard it like a thousand times because you keep looping it when you produce. And that's quite annoying.
7: (laughs) The, the, The weird thing is that when you do that on the Eurovision stage for When It Matters, you would have heard it millions of times but that's gonna be the first time that so many people will have heard it.
4: So I'm pretty I'm pretty chill about it. I think it's gonna be great.
8: Yeah, same here. That- it's a lot of good energy, so good adrenaline, you know, so we can't wait to do it.
7: How did you two meet?
8: I was in Tyrol and my manager called me like, I got a song for you, go in the studio, try it out. It fits perfectly. So then we had a music video that was not official, not what you know, like we had it to... Internal
4: selection
7: video, basically.
8: Yeah, that was the first time we've met. It worked out. Yeah,
7: yeah. <laughs> it worked out. Did you click when you first met in real life? You nailed it.
4: Like, we yeah. really, click is the right word because we were like, we'd never seen each other. I didn't even know how she looked like because she had no Instagram. <laughs> so I was like... I have no clue. I just heard her voice because I got the stems and I was like, she got to be powerful. And then she stood there and was like, hey, and I'm like, okay. <laughs> Not what I was expecting, but cute and nice. And um, yeah, we figured out that we have like a lot of things in common. and
8: um, Yeah, it feels like I've known him for ages.
4: I think the coolest thing about us is because we're young, we're basically the same age, like I'm one year older than her. And uh, we have the same interests, the same problems as well, you know, teenager things, and uh, we can relate to each other, and that's so cool because you can like support each other, actually.
8: I would say I'm more emotional, a bit. <laughs> yeah, I'm
4: more like the rational thinker, and she's like the emotional thinker.
8: Yeah, true. <laughs>
7: um, and what's good, um, for you guys is Turin isn't really that far from where you are in Austria, is it? And you, I know, um. Lumix, you have like connections with us. Well, you are part Italian as well, aren't you? So,
4: Yeah, I I actually lived in Torino for a few months and I feel super comfortable there. I have a lot of friends there. I I know good spots, you know, bars, club, restaurants, everything. If you need anything, just hit me up.
7: Mm. I hope you've told all the other acts this. The, so everyone else competing, they come to you. you you're you the encyclopedia of Torino.
4: I'm the plug of Torino, absolutely. <laughs>
7: <laughs> You've worked with one of Turin's most famous DJs, haven't you? Can you just tell us a little bit about that? Yes. Hey, Who is it?
4: Called called uh, Gabri Ponte, and he's part of the infamous, famous... Um, dance group from the 2000s, which is called Eiffel 65. And he's the producer of the hit song i blue, da, boo, dee, da, boo, die. So you probably heard his song and um, he is like super supportive. He's like my mentor, you know, he's twice as old as I am. Sorry, I have to say it. And <clears throat> has a lot of experience in the studio, on stage, in the business in general. And he's like guiding me through this. So I'm super happy to have him. And he was also the person that brought me in touring like get me there you know i bring the ideas like from a young mind and he brings the experience so we combine force like we combine forces and uh we always ended up having some great bangers
7: pia you've got an interesting background haven't you because you've done bits in um special effects
8: i i love it to to do makeup even in both ways if it's good wonderful beautiful or ugly like i love it because uh, even with blood or something it's like creative and that's the point what I am, I think. I don't like it to be normal because no one is normal. What is normal? Like, I don't know it. <laughs> so, um, yeah, there was a point I fell in love with this job too. And I mean, it's it's a normal job, but also creative. And it's hard to find something like that. But and... what is normal? <sighs> yeah, I said normal, okay? <laughs> That's okay.
7: I'm already, I'm already picking up a bro- brother and sister relationship, or like between you two, in in a way. You don't mind me saying that, do you? You're not offended. No, no. no a no. lot
8: of people said that to
4: us. Yeah. Are we, you? We prefer yeah. it over dating because we're not.
1: This is the official Eurovision Song Contest podcast from Turin.
3: So, as you heard there, this is the official Eurovision podcast. Rob with you for this episode, episode seven. And I promised you that the next time you heard from me, I'd be back at the arena. And that's where I am. I'm actually underneath the seats where everyone will be enjoying the shows in, wow, a few days time. And in front of me is a black curtain. And that is all that separates me from the green room, from the stage, Poland are currently rehearsing, Ochman is about to do his second run through. And I don't know whether you can hear, but I am now in the arena. I look to my left and I've got the green room with all of the plants and the greenery and the shrubs that you've all seen so much about. And to the right, the incredible stage. And I don't know if you can hear this, but this is the water feature. A stage unlike any other in Eurovision history. Let's have a little listen to this. So maybe if any of the artists get too warm, fancy a dip at any point during any of the live shows, that option's there. Now I told you about the green room. This is where a lot of people are congregating to watch some of the rehearsals. And you'll never guess who we found. think you hear her laughing in the background there already. Star of many official Eurovision podcasts alongside the brilliant Steve Holden. Co-star, co-star. Hafsawi.
2: Robert, <sighs> official government name.
3: Yes, <laughs> thank you so much. It is so good to finally meet you in person. Now you've been telling me all sorts of fun facts about this yes. green room because we are now sat on one of the sofas.
2: Basically what we are experiencing is a kind of oddly shaped black desk with a plant, like a garden lamp, very warm light. We have a television so everyone can watch. And there's a glittery green carpet, then the velvet forest green sofas, and I've been told 1,700 hedges from Tuscany with their own gardener that comes and waters them and trims them.
3: You're telling me there is a gardener for the arena. There's a gardener for the green room. Yeah, yeah, yeah. As much as I'd love to keep chatting to you, Samia, which obviously is, is all I ever want to do. I'll
2: have to send you off.
3: It's not just us here, is it?
2: No, there's amazing volunteers. We have, okay, so basically we have green shirts, blue shirts, red shirts, blue shirts, team leaders, orange shirts, general volunteers, and there's also red shirts who are from the municipality of Torino.
3: Oh, wow. Now, who've we got with us here? I'm Haktan, I'm a student in Italy.
4: Hi, I'm Daniele, I'm Italian. Hi, I'm Nima, I'm a student in Turin.
3: What is it like? working on an event as big as the Eurovision Song Contest. When the Eurovision Song Contest comes to Italy, comes to Turin, was it something that you always wanted to do when you knew that the contest was coming here? I always knew that it's going to be held in Torino.
4: I just felt it and it's like incredible experience ever. I couldn't ask
9: anything else.
4: I think it's uh, the, the best experience we ever had of our life and it's unique like it won't happen again so we are like uh, feeling so much uh,
3: and uh, remembering we will remember for the whole life these days and not just this green you remember all of it of course, of <laughs> course. <laughs> <laughs> and just talk to us about how many of you there are you know how many brilliant volunteers are helping to to put on this incredible we event
4: we are up to 600 volunteers
3: 600 yes a lot actually there have been uh, like uh,
4: 14,000 people that tried to come uh, to volunteering, but only uh, 600 got chosen. So actually I'm really happy that I I managed to get uh, in the backstage or in the VIP lounge. My role is being the team leader of the backstage or or the the VIP lounge. Now that sounds like like an exciting, important job. It's amazing because actually you can meet everybody. It's uh, incredible. I never thought uh, that I, I would be uh, the one uh, to be to be de- that luck, uh, to have the luck to watch this uh, amazing view.
3: You mentioned it there, we're all here watching the rehearsals, so better let Ockman get back on with his second run through. And on behalf of everybody who's listening to this, thank you for all your hard work. Thank you. Thank,
4: thank, thank, you. thank
1: you. You can follow the Eurovision Song Contest on YouTube, TikTok, Instagram, Twitter, and online at eurovision.tv.
3: So we've just moved from the arena. We heard before Poland and Ockman rehearsing. We've come up the stairs. And who have we found? Words from Romania. (laughs) Oz, how has your day been? The chance to rehearse on that incredible stage for the very first time, what was it like? I feel so eased
9: because everything is like so, so perfect here. Like the sound the lights, our costumes. I mean, I, I know our costumes because I worked on them, but uh, seeing uh, seeing it in or, or, how to say, in a photo and with the lights and everything, it looks so nice and I'm so proud of our work, my team's work and my work. And yeah, I cannot wait to perform in the semi-final. Yeah, we work so hard. And when I'm so, how to say, I'm a bit of a control freak. I'm part of everything like the graphics, the costumes, the uh, the song I, I I wrote it by myself and when I when you see all the all these parts of the the how say of the performance act coming together
3: oh my god I have goosebumps right now when I I think we all did watching because you've given us one of the key things that people want from every Eurovision year which is the costume change <laughs> i mean the first big costume change of Eurovision 2022 is yours yeah uh yeah
9: i mean i'm a fan of uh, of RuPaul's drag race and i i'm always like when i see the costumes change and and i told my team i want to do something like that i want to do something like soup and uh, my 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 shirt uh, my dancers are, are ripping my my shirt off and yeah it's super nice it's like that big effect you know it's like super stagey and i want to give the people and uh, yeah the people in the in the crowd and uh, those who are watching from home what they want like a nice
3: show or i know you've got to go because you've been so busy you've had so much to do here today but last thing i've got a bone to pick with you because you are four days older than me Oh, really? And look at what you're doing with your life.
9: What am I doing (laughs) with mine? No, 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 no. Don't compare yourself to others. I'm not doing... I'm always like... I'm following my path. Everybody's following his path. And everybody's uh, having his schedule, you know, calendar and everything. Uh, Yeah, and...
3: Don't compare yourself to anybody. (laughs) Wise words. Oz, thank you so much for chatting and look forward to seeing you on the stage again.
9: Thank you so, so, so much. See you, see you here. Touring is great. I'm so happy about what's happening.
3: (laughs) From one very excited Eurovision 2022 artist to another. So we go from Romania to... Belgium. Jeremy, how are you? I don't think I've seen anybody as excited today as you. Seriously? Yeah.
5: Mike, yeah, but you know what, (laughs) that's true because I'm excited, (laughs) Uh, guys, sorry, but I love this place, I love Italy, I love Turin, and I love also the stage, like, that's a dream, and, like, that's real, and I want just to have fun with my crew, with my delegation, with you, with people, Everyone, so yeah.
3: And the wait for you has been longer than pretty much anybody else because you knew that you were representing Belgium back in September, it's been a long time. Yeah, I was like the first
5: person and I was like, oh no, why I'm alone? Like, I was like, oh no. But that's, that's positive because my my country was like, we have to, we have to be the, the first, we, we love you. We love you as an, art, as an artist. So, yeah, that's also proud for me, you know.
3: So, talk us through that moment because there is such a a small percentage of this population on this planet that know what it's like to step onto a Eurovision stage. stage with a water feature that we heard earlier Isn't that crazy?
5: Damn like that's crazy and and I want like to to go in this water and like to to (laughs) sing also like (laughs) I don't know but that's that's awesome seriously this 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 year like we have like special things in in uh, on the on the stage and I thank I will I want to be like I want to thank thanks uh the people they created, like they, yeah, they think about that. So that's awesome, you know?
3: Yeah. And for the people listening to this, they may not know that you are a man of many talents because you are a singer, of course. We know that. A very yeah. successful singer, but also a goalkeeper in uh-huh. football and a geologist. No, I'm a student in geologist.
5: <laughs> Geology, sorry. But yeah, I'm a football player, actually, also in, in my land so yeah I have like i mean the two worlds and I love them I, I can't make a choice that's difficult for me but yeah we, we shall see after this competition but for the moment I just have I want to do I want to do the things that I love you know so, just say
3: yes to everything yeah, right now and yes it means that everything. things like
5: this happen come on yeah <laughs> that's actually that uh, if I have like a if somebody calls me and says, Jeremy, you have like a uh, uh, World Cup, I will, I will take now the, the, the flight to go there to, yeah, to, to play. And then I will come back to, to sing. I'm, I'm like in this level, on this level, because I love them.
3: But first, first, the World Cup of Song,
5: the Eurovision Song Contest. Yeah, of course, of course, of course. I want to to sing my song, to share love with with everyone, with you, man, seriously.
3: Jeremy, it's been fantastic to have you on the podcast, and good luck. Thank you, man, seriously. I will do my best.
1: This is the official Eurovision Song Contest podcast from Turin.
3: Now on this episode, we will be back with at least one more of the class of Eurovision 2022 before the end of today's episode. But we've caught up with another familiar face. You heard me with Sammy Hafsawi earlier on and regular listeners of the podcast will recognise the voice of Sam Ross. Sam, hello.
2: Hello, hello. How's it going?
3: Very good, thank you. All the better for seeing you. Sam, you are a... I was trying to get the best introduction for you before I press record on the microphone because I think we've gone with podcaster expert statistician and then you came at me with general eurovision nerd
2: i it's a badge that i wear with honor and pride i've been doing this for about a decade now and yeah i suppose that's kind of been the the corner i painted myself into big old eurovision geek so i own it
3: and you should own it it's a great thing now i wanted to get your help because i thought it would be really nice to give the listeners a bit of a tour of what we get to see in what is known as officially the Delegation Bubble, or for anyone that works in this Delegation Bubble, the... The Delbub. The Delbub, which is a phrase that I have only learnt today. Now, we haven't actually made it to the Delbub yet, because before you get to the Delbub, there is a pretty impressive setup in front of you. As you come down the stairs towards the Delbub, so this is, is where the artists will all have to come to but where do you get to first?
2: As you descend the stairs you are faced with a beautiful turquoise, aquamarine kind of coloured carpet uh, as you enter the Moroccan Oil Lounge and, and really it's a it's frankly larger than most of the Delbub as it currently stands uh, for the record we might be the only two people who call it the Delbub <laughs> uh, but I'm going to keep calling it that until people stand and and stick with it so... Delbob's Unite. Uh, but yeah, Moroccan Oil, who's one of the sponsors for this year's event, uh, have set up a really, really massive and quite posh looking lounge, uh, both for delegations and staff to hang out in, as well as for hair services. Frankly, I know that one of my colleagues actually just got her color kind of touched up and she's rocking a fantastic pink pixie cut that I do not have the courage to try on myself. But good for her for doing so.
3: I mean, there's time. I mean, we're, we're here for quite a long time still. I mean, we've got a week and a half until the final. So if you change your mind...
2: Yeah, I suppose if I just get absolutely stressed out and overloaded and, uh, and need a massive uh, change of my life and, and, and a, a, a pixie cut, then I know where to come.
3: And that might really confuse the artists as well, which is great, because oh. they'll go, is that Sam that we spoke to earlier on? Oh, she's got a completely different hairdo.
2: Oh, maybe, maybe I can get another interview out of them if they don't, uh, don't recognise recognize me the first time around.
3: Clever, clever. Yeah, no, we've seen already today Vladana. I know she was hanging out in there. But, Sam, we are now in, officially, the Del Bub. As you said, maybe we're the only people that call it the Del Bub, but there's all sorts in here.
2: Mm. I mean, between the lovely snack bar that they've set up for us, which actually has a bit of a, bit of a bar itself. I might be partaking of an Aperol spritz later this evening if I'm feeling, feeling too overloaded. Uh, but there's a foosball table, there, are, there is literally, they are, they are honoring Duncan Lawrence by having an arcade in the corner here, which is quite lovely. There are screens in all corners of the room for people to watch rehearsals as they're going on and frankly just to have a chat. It's, it's a wonderful, comfortable space for the acts and the delegations just to kind of chill out and it's, it's wonderful. I've, I've been working in here for the past couple of days and uh, it's kind of become my second home.
3: Yeah, Lithuanian television are currently having a go on the, uh, on the pinball machine, on the arcade, like you mentioned. So we'll leave them to it and then just past the Delbub, As you continue here through the arena, you get to the all-exciting artist dressing rooms, which we know have been very, very busy, not just today, but the last few days, because now all of the countries performing in the first and second semi-final have rehearsed.
2: Exactly. It's been, uh, it's been a great ride first of these first couple of days a lot of activity a lot of surprises a lot of twists and turns and honestly there's more to come it's crazy to think that i've been here for 4 days it feels like 4 years but in the best possible sense uh, as for the artist dressing rooms you know we we as staff members have basically an all access pass but that is somewhere where i will fear to tread That is it's their space it is if the del bub is too stressful The dressing room is certainly a place where you can absolutely put your feet up and just be alone, which is so, so precious for a lot of these artists. Hello, Europe. You're listening to
1: the official Eurovision Song Contest podcast.
3: So we've almost come to the end of this episode of the official Eurovision podcast. And we finish with one of the last rehearsals today. Cornelia Jacobs from Sweden. Cornelia, hello.
6: Hi. Hello. How are you?
3: Very good, thank you. I hope that I'm not delaying your dinner. I don't know what you should be doing right now. I know you're very, very busy. Oh,
6: I, I don't even know myself. I don't think you're delaying anything, to be honest. <laughs>
3: Somebody said to me today, they said, in the world of Eurovision, time doesn't really exist. I don't know if you're finding that now that you're actually here.
6: I feel uh, I can definitely uh, sign that document. <laughs> I'm just kidding. No, it's, it's really like that. I was, I was shocked when I l- watched the clock like just now it was like seven something I was like what I thought it was five or something
3: (laughs) now when did you get to Turin yesterday and what do you think so far I know you won't have seen very much you will have seen the hotel and you will have seen here I presume but is it everything you imagined about Eurovision when you, you knew that you would be coming here
6: Oh, I don't know what I imagined. I, I didn't really know what to expect, but I I love the feeling of just jumping out of the bus from the from the airport when we were at the hotel, and just the streets here are so different from. From sweden it's you feel directly that it's like it's a like you're in italy um and i love that feeling of being in in, in a new city and just like the small details on in the streets and the stores and everything um so we, we went for a little walk to get to the restaurant yesterday and it was so beautiful
3: it's so nice to speak to you because people listening to this might not know that i actually spoke to you before you did Festivalen. And we spoke about green tea, so have you got lots of green tea with you?
6: Uh, I, that doesn't have. Yeah, actually, Frida is sitting behind you. <laughs> she, she has got the green tea uh, box with her. So she's providing me every day. And there is also a lot of green tea uh, in the area here.
3: <laughs> good. Is that oh, yeah. why you chose the hotel where it was? Because you knew there was exactly.
6: good we access need for green the, tea. Yes, exactly. We need the green tea. Yeah, so it's a lot of tea right now.
3: We mentioned Melody Festival in there, of course. Sweden's selection for Eurovision, as I'm sure most people listening to this know it's massive it is a huge competition does it prepare you well for doing eurovision for doing something on this scale
6: yeah i think so because it's very similar um i felt that it's it's very similar it's just another language here uh, which can be like a, a, a bridge like it can be hard to like when it comes to details you're not always used to saying Detailly, like creative stuff in English, Um, but um, it's very, it's very similar, and I'm very happy about that because it it takes the takes the edge out of uh, like from the um, like nervous nervousity nervousity, yeah.
3: Nervousity is a fun word. I don't know if that's a word, but I like it.
6: It's not a word, is it?
3: Is there more pressure being Sweden's representative at the Eurovision Song Contest? Sweden, a huge powerhouse at Eurovision.
6: Mm I, I guess it is more pressure I, I understand the pressure but I, I don't know if it's something wrong with me with me right now but I don't feel the pressure I don't feel pressured about it I feel honored more um, and it's uh, yeah it's it's on uh, I'm, I feel honored to be uh, next on this like um, yeah the historic like I've been watching Mel and Eurovision since I was I don't know since I could even watch anything (laughs) in this life Uh, so it's it's such a huge thing to be be a part of it now and uh, i sometimes i think about six-year-old me what she would have said if she knew what was happening now and just that thought makes me so calm and happy
3: cornelia before i say goodbye i need to talk to you about your hairdresser because i was watching your instagram story your hair is looking on point of course but your Insta story shows that your hairdresser is an amazing singer.
6: I know, he will be so happy when he hears this. He is amazing, and I've, like, every time I'm there, I'm trying to push him, like, not push, but, you know, like, um, encourage him to, like, you should, you know that you should, uh, you should, uh, like, uh, record something, because he's, uh, he got his, like, super amazing voice with this vibrato, and uh, he's, he sings in Swedish sometimes with that vibe, which is so cool and very rare. And also, when he sang my song, I was like, oh, my God, you have to do a cover of this. And he was like, yeah, maybe, maybe if I get the chords. And I was like, yes, you're going to have it. So now I, I, uh, I hope he's going to do what he said. So I'm just going to give him the chords, and I hope he's going to do a cover.
3: So on the flight back from to turin to sweden you'll send him the chords and then maybe sometime in the summer we can look forward to that cover
6: exactly maybe i will even send it before because now you reminded me that's good (laughs) he's gonna be super happy that you said that
3: cornelia thank you so much for chatting and all the very best this year
6: thank you thank you so much take care
3: so a huge thank you to cornelia jacobs from sweden there and thank you as well to urs from romania jeremy from belgium Anne and Lumix and Pia Maria from Austria, who all joined us on today's episode, and that brings to a close this edition of the official Eurovision podcast. I can't believe how quickly time is going. Live show week will be here before we know it, but we've got loads more build-up to come between now and then as we bring you closer to the Eurovision Song Contest here in Turin. Thank you so much for tuning in and remember, if you like what you've heard, then please do leave us a review, give us a rating and make sure you subscribe so you don't miss the next one. We'll see you next time. Goodbye.
1: You can follow the Eurovision Song Contest on YouTube, TikTok, Instagram, Twitter and online at eurovision.tv.